In the name of Jesus, amen. Well, good morning to you. I don't know if you were paying attention or not. I hope you were when we were going through the Old Testament lesson for this morning from Deuteronomy. But in the Old Testament reading appointed for this Palm Sunday, for this lectionary, for this year, year C, God speaks through Moses. And Moses is singing a song. And it's kind of disturbing. It's a song that looks back on the history between God and his people, and it looks to the future. And two things stand out, okay? Two things. The ongoing unfaithfulness of God, people to him, and their fleeting devotion. And then the other thing is God's steadfast love for his people. Despite the fleeting devotion of God's people, God's steadfast love for them remains. Despite their doubt, despite their disbelief, despite their disloyalty, past, present, future, God promises to give them a place to dwell, a place where they can rest securely, all out of His good and gracious mercy. The big problem is that God's people are unfaithful and they turn to things that aren't helpful. So here's what God says to kind of open up their eyes to that reality, right? Here's what God promises in today's text. For the Lord will vindicate his people and have compassion on his servants when he sees that their power is gone and there is none remaining bond or free then he will say right kind of in i don't want to say mocking where are their gods small g the rock small r in which they took refuge who ate the fat of their sacrifices and drank the wine of their drink offering. Let them rise up and help you. Let them be your protection. Uh, let me give you the ending of that. They're not going to be able to help. But God said something different about Himself. See now that I, even I am He, and there is no God, small g, beside me. None. I kill and I make alive, I wound and I heal, and there is none that can deliver out of my hand. Sort of a mirroring what Jesus says in, in John chapter 10. There is, brothers and sisters in Christ, only one true rock. Just one. And that is God Himself. Other rocks, small r, eventually fail us. They break apart sooner or later. I'm sure you guys have gone through some of these things that I'm about to mention, right? That job that you've done faithfully for decades can disappear without warning. Right? That perfect health that you've rocked your entire life can suddenly be met with a terminal cancer diagnosis 
or some other debilitating disease. After 20 years of marriage, things can fall apart. Turns out that uh, that rock on your finger only symbolized forever. Right? A trusted friend can become distant, then non-existent. Don't know if you've ever had that happen. The bottle or whatever else you use to dull your pain can turn on you, it can destroy your body, it can destroy your relationships, and it can destroy your stability. So much for those rocks, right? Small r. When you place absolute confidence in anything other than the Lord and His Word, you can go from boom to bust, from dreams to a bowl of dust. Take Monday, for example. So, during our church council meeting, okay, don't, there's something else going on here. It's not about council. So, during our church council meeting, I I had to look and take a quick glance at the NCAA Men's Basketball Championship game, right? So I look at it, and I'm like, oh my goodness. North Carolina 40. Kansas 25 at the half, right? Well, I announced, so I made a quick announcement. For anybody who wants to watch the game, there's not much of a game to speak of. Did you know that no team had ever overcome a deficit in that title game like that before. So, in my mind, it was over. It was finished. Done. In an unpredictable tournament, that was certain. It was certain until it wasn't. So the Jayhawks erased... Quite the deficit and scored, outscored the Tar Heels, uh, 47 to 29 in the second half, won the national championship. What a swing, right? What a swing. What a run. Unbelievable. March Madness is not the only place that that kind of stuff happens in life. Life has its ups and downs. Life has some wide swings. Okay? But God always delivers. And He always delivers, not on our expectations, but on His Word. Always. He always follows through and does exactly what He says. Take today's joyous celebration, right? Palm Sunday. God promised that this would happen. Zechariah 9.9 points to the joy and triumphal entry of Palm Sunday. So here's what the prophet says. Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout aloud, O daughter of Jerusalem. Behold, your king is coming to you. And then this next part is really important. Righteous and having salvation is he. Righteous and having salvation is he. Humble and mounted on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a donkey. 
from our gospel lesson for today, we see the fulfillment of this promise, right? Jesus enters Jerusalem, and the multitude of Christ's disciples begins to rejoice and praise God for all that they had seen, all the mighty works that they had seen, saying, Blessed is the King who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. But what kind of king? What kind of king are the people looking for, hoping for, longing for? An earthly king, right? One that's going to restore the military might and economic prosperity of Israel. An earthly kingdom and an earthly government. We know people who, you know, that's their rock, small r. That's their rock. That definitely was the case here. That's the hope. That's the rock, small r. But Jesus didn't come to usher in those fallen expectations But He does give us His Word, right? What He came to do. Righteous and having salvation is He. He came to fulfill God's promises. He came into Jerusalem righteous and having salvation for you, for me, and for all who would believe in Him. He came in to usher the rule and reign of God with God at the center. Of course, Of course, this is what a loving and faithful God would do. Right? That relationship with this people. But as per usual, God's fickle people, no thanks. We got other stuff we want. Small R's. Not only do people question what God provides, they question the manner in which He will provide. So if we take God at His word, if the disciples did, as Holy Week goes along, it should come as no surprise what would happen, especially to Christ's closest followers. It should come as no surprise. Because as things unfold, as things unfold, they happen and proceed just like Jesus had said. Just as He said. And He didn't leave him in the dark. Here's what He told him: The Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and on the third day be raised. From Luke 9. Later in that same chapter, uh, Jesus heals a boy with an unclean spirit. And there were, they were marveling at the authority that he had, at the miraculous things again that they had seen. And right after he does that, right after he does that, he doesn't speak of these works, he speaks of another work. Let these words sink into your ears. Listen up. The Son of Man is about to be delivered into the hands of evil men. But they did not understand this saying, and it was concealed from them so that they might not perceive it, and they were afraid to ask. He didn't stop there. He, he told them again in chapter 17 
that he must suffer many things and be rejected by this generation. Right? You see what I'm saying here? This should come as no surprise as Holy Week goes along. We have God's Word. We've got to take God at His Word. In chapter 18, Jesus takes the twelve and said to them, See, we are going up to Jerusalem. And here it's on the screen for you. And everything that is written, God's Word, everything that is written about the Son of Man by the prophets will be accomplished. Well, what are those things? An earthly kingdom? Oh, no. Uh, For He will be delivered over to the Gentiles and be mocked and shamefully treated and spit upon. Very specific now. Jesus is getting specific. And after flogging Him, they will kill Him. Look at this detail. And on the third day, He will rise. But they understood none of these things. The saying was hidden from them and they did not grasp what was said. Uh, They didn't want to hear it. So when Jesus is taken by the Jewish ruling council, the Sanhedrin, right? When he's arrested and taken to them. When he appears before Pilate. When he's mocked and spit upon. When he's flogged. When things get extremely uncomfortable as Holy Week moves along. What happens? What's God doing? What's he doing? So they flee, right? They deny. And meanwhile, the moods of the crowd takes a surprising swing. Cries surrounding Jesus shift from Hosanna to crucify. What a swing. And I often hear, well, these are different crowds. Are they? To some degree, okay. But God's people have this history, you see. From Deuteronomy 32, and it talks about it. And it's still going on today. When God doesn't meet our expectations, when God doesn't meet our dreams, when God doesn't do what we want, we can turn on Him. Suddenly and quite voraciously, actually. In fact, it's common for us. You mean this is your will? I'm supposed to... No, I... I want to find something else. I want to find another rock, small r. While God's people are wishy-washy, while God's people engage in a love-hate relationship, Jesus remains the rock, big r. Jesus remains faithful amid the brokenness of this world, the temptations of this world. He remains resolute despite the swings of sentiment, the fleeting devotion of disciples. And as we get into the Holy Week, people are truly, they truly are hoping for the wrong things. The people's power is gone and there is none remaining, right? Bond or free. That is us, captive to sin, death, and the power of the devil. The gods, the rock, small r, in which we take refuge, will not rise up and protect us. And these rocks that we stand on, that we love so much, sinking sand, right? You know the hymn. On Christ the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand. 
Amid all of that, amid all of that disappointment, amid all of that, well, I don't want to have to do God's will because I'm not saved by it. Yes, but it's God's will. Do you understand? It's God's will. See, Christians can take this, this, this exact mindset. Well, I don't have to do dot, dot, dot. Yeah, to be saved, you don't, I guess. Repent. That's not a Christian attitude. Something's wrong. You got, a, you got a, a small rock in your shoe, in your heart, in your mind. Despite that, God is faithful. And Jesus demonstrates this faithfulness. This need that we have for God's faithfulness. His faithfulness. I know that it's hard to look at the cross and see Jesus as the rock, capital R. What a swing, right? He goes from the beloved one, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased, to being made sin itself, a worm, not a man. That's Scripture's description. Taking all the power of sin and all the power of death, all the shame, guilt, and punishment upon Himself. What a terrible sight to behold. But this is no mood swing. This is no fickle decision on behalf of God, right? This was the plan all along. Just as I was telling you, just as Jesus was telling His disciples, this was God's promise. And Jesus, amid all of these swings, the rock of salvation would not be moved. Faithful and true, right? He would not be broken. He would stand solid. Even as His body was broken and His blood poured out, His strength gone, His life Given. He was faithful. Paul would have us emulate that by the power of the Holy Spirit. Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours, because you have the Holy Spirit, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who though He was in the form of God, did not count equality with God something to be grasped. Like we do. I'm the boss. But emptied himself, taking the form of servant, being born in the likeness of men, and being found in human form, humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Faithfulness. Rock solid. And now He is the rock on which we stand. Therefore, God has highly exalted Him and bestowed on Him the name that is above every name, so that the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. On Christ, the solid rock, we stand. All other ground, sinking sand. All other gods, small g, are little rocks, small r. 
Your life will have its ups and downs. Your life will have its swings. And your own devotions. And your own commitments. And your own love for God will be fleeting and fickle. And when things don't go your way, when every whim is not met, when things get uncomfortable, you will flee. You will deny. You will disobey. Finances not going well? I don't need that cross, Jesus. Give me that prosperity gospel. Right? Give it to me. That's what I really want. Relationships not going well? Don't give me that cross, Jesus. Give me that self-help God. Hey, here's an idea. You want to indulge those things that the Scriptures say are sinful, and you just, oh, I want to do it anyway, right? Indulge that old flesh. Give me the God that tells me to follow my heart. My sinful heart. And believe me, there's plenty of churches out there that will accommodate you. No, not us. Please God, not us. Please God, by the power of your Holy Spirit. What does the King come to usher in? Righteous and having salvation is He. Salvation. Amid your unfaithfulness and fleeting devotion, He remains steady, resolute. His love for you does not wax or wane. He does what is good for you in a world that just can't see love clearly. Because you know what people think love is? Love is people giving me what I want. Love is God bringing you back to Him because that's what He wants. And that's what you need. That is love. He's not here to bring you success or a pain-free journey in this veil of tears or indulge your every whim. Read the Scriptures. But what He does promise, what He does promise is that through His Word, we are called to repentance and receive the forgiveness of sins in Christ alone. That's what He promises. Your King has come to you. I know we're waiting for the day uh, that He comes visibly, but He has come to you. He began His rule and reign in you in your baptism. He continues that rule and reign through His church, through the means of grace, through word and sacrament. He breaks the power of sin, death, and the devil in your sinful flesh giving you His Holy Spirit which leads you to believe, teach, confess Jesus is my rock. He is my Lord. On Christ the solid rock I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. Peace in heaven. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. Your King has come to you. Take heart.
and take heart in God's Word fulfilled in Him. See now that I, and this is how we see Jesus, I am He, there is no God beside me. I kill and make alive, wound and heal. There is none that can deliver out of my hand. Thanks be to God. Amen. Now may the peace which surpasses all human understanding guard your hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.